Welcome to today's episode of the Healthy Connections Podcast. In honor of the Boston Marathon and my love for marathons and my ability to still run, I wanted to dedicate this episode to that, how to properly train and prepare for either a half or a full marathon. And hey, listen, if you have never, ever even had it as a goal, that's totally fine. (laughs) I never really did either until I ran my first one. And then I was addicted. So if you've never had that goal to run either of these distances, which is 13.1 miles for a half or 26.2 miles for a full, maybe it's something you'll consider after listening. So let's go. But first, we always start with what we are grateful for. So three things that you are grateful for today. I am grateful for a nice long weekend. We have taken some a couple days off of homeschooling because our kindergartner was home from school. And so he was here because it's Patriot. It was Patriot's Day on Monday in Massachusetts. And I know not all states celebrate Patriot's Day, but we do. And that's also known as Marathon Monday around these parts. So that was nice to have that extra day. I am also thankful for this lovely weather. Spring is officially here. And with that, I am thankful for all of the perennials that bloom around our property. So the daffodils and the hyacinths and the hydrangeas will be coming out in the summer. Whether or not we'll be here to see them, I don't know because we are packing to move. So stay tuned for more talk about that. If you could keep me in prayer, that would be amazing. Um, it's super stressful. It's super stressful packing up a house and So yeah, all the things. And I think I mentioned it before that we were considering moving, but just didn't, haven't pulled that trigger, so to speak. And now it is happening. So we are getting the house ready for the market, which means packing all the things. And it is, if you've ever moved, you know how overwhelming it can be. We had moved from a Cape style house into this home, which is more of a colonial. And so the sizing is different. Um, we are, but we are going to be downsizing with the possibility of building. So yeah, it's exciting, but super nerve wracking. So if you could just, I'm grateful for, you know, all the equity that we have in our home. I'm grateful for that. But I am also very stressed with this thought of moving. And in order to keep my hormone levels balanced, I need to keep my stress levels down. And if you have listened to any of my episodes, you know how important that is to keep your hormone levels balanced as much as possible. And I just found out that I'm actually estrogen dominant. I have um, a lot of estrogen flowing and that's not that great. Um, You don't want your estrogen levels to be uh, to rise. Even though I have stayed away from soy all these years, my estrogen still is out of whack. So I need to figure all that out. Um, And it's likely due to the amount of stress that I'm like a constant ball of stress. And the way that I deal with stress is with exercise, obviously um, going for walks and things of that nature. And I pray and all of that. But sometimes, you know, life just is stressful. And I think a lot of us have been stressed for different reasons um, over the last few years. So um, 
I have to, I have to get that in check. So there is that. So like I said, if you could keep me in prayer, that would be amazing. Um, but I am thankful that, you know, we have this opportunity to possibly move. So what are your three things that you are grateful for? Let me know, post them on social media, talk to your family, your children, your spouse about them. Um, and just be grateful every day for something. So also, if you have ever gotten value from this podcast, or you are enjoying what I'm bringing to you each week, please consider heading on down and leaving a review. That would be super helpful. So if you've learned something that you've been able to implement in your life, I would love to hear about that in that review. So just quickly pause me, scroll down wherever you're listening, and you just tap on leave a review, click on that five stars, because that helps us reach more people. The algorithms are very real on podcasts, just like they are on our social media outlets. So that would be super helpful. And if I decide to read yours on the air, then you will win a coffee e-gift card. So go leave that review if you would. I would be most appreciative. Hey friend, I'm Melissa and I'm obsessed with cheering on other women in this thing called life. I'm all about grabbing a cup of coffee, having healthy conversations and making strong connections with others as we walk through what life brings. I'm a wife, homeschooling mom of three, certified online health and fitness coach and the creator of 57 Simple where I take the hard out of your health journey because it doesn't have to be hard. It's actually quite simple. It's not easy. It's not hard but it is simple. The Healthy Connections podcast is here to connect you to the topics that educate and inspire you to take your health to the next level, regardless of the chronic condition you may have been diagnosed with, to connect you with people who are doing that themselves on their own journeys, and to connect you to their businesses that can help you too. We are creating those healthy connections through conversation, community, and a little bit of coffee. I want you to come as you are and celebrate your wins with us. When you come to sit at the table with me every Wednesday, it is my hope and my prayer that you are left feeling inspired and ready to tackle the rest of your week with your head held high. I will be cheering you on as you go after those health and fitness goals. We want to help you honor the body God has given you physically so that you can overcome what life throws you mentally so that you can shine your light. Sound good? Okay, my friend, grab a cup of coffee, a jug of water, or a glass of kombucha, put on those cozy socks and those yoga pants, and welcome to the conversation at the Healthy Connections Podcast. Okay, so today I'm going to talk to you about the best way to train for a half or a full marathon, and how you can implement these if you're training for a 5K or a 10K um, as well. So no worries there, you can implement these across the board with any distance race. So I, I, but I would just encourage you if you've never thought of running a half or a full, it is something that you just cross that finish line and you just feel you're so proud of yourself for taking the time to train, to do it. And if I'm being honest, I don't train for (laughs) for races. I just go and do them. I'm not recommending that. Um, but that is what I do. Even marathons, I don't train quote unquote properly. I do my beach body workouts and I might run 
here and there, but nothing like you're supposed to train. Again, not recommending that. But for me, um, that has worked time wise, it has worked, who knows what it's going to do to my knees later in life. (laughs) But all that pounding on the pavement doesn't do it for me. Um, And so for me, I run because I can. And so to do a race and get a medal and cross that finish line, it's just something that it's indescribable unless you've done it. So I just highly encourage you to do it, but train properly. So if you've ever considered running a half or a full marathon, you may have wondered what the best way to start training would be. In this podcast, this episode, we will discuss some key tips on building stamina and training schedules, nutrition, and more. So listen in. Here we go. Now, this is going to be different from how I trained, like I just said. So I never trained the proper way, so to speak. But And like I said, I don't necessarily recommend that. But first, it's important to understand that training for a half or a full marathon takes time and dedication, obviously. So depending on your previous running experience and fitness level, it may take several months of consistent training to build up the desired distance, build up to that desired distance, right? So, you know, you're not going to wake up one day and say, oh, hey, I'm just going to go run a marathon today. That would be not good. So you just want to make sure that you are taking enough months ahead of time to build up to the half or the full. So let's jump into some key tips to help you succeed. Tip one is to build your stamina gradually. So one of the biggest mistakes new runners make is overexerting themselves too soon. And it's important to slowly build up your stamina to avoid injury and burnout. So start with a comfortable distance and gradually increase it each week. You do not want to injure yourself. That is super important. Always, Also, always check with your doctor before you start a new exercise regimen. There's my disclaimer. Tip number two is to follow a training schedule. So having a training plan will help you stay on track and hold yourself accountable. So there are many training schedules available online but it's important to choose one that aligns with your current fitness level and goals. You could also talk with a running coach or just a health coach. I'd be happy to chat with you and help you train the proper way. Don't worry. I won't give you my training plan. I will help you train the proper way. Number three, tip number three, incorporate strength training. This is so important, especially for women over 40. Strength training can help you improve your overall performance and reduce the risk of injury. Again, reducing the risk of injury is super important. And so trying to include exercises that target your core, your glutes, which is your butt and your legs to help build endurance. You can't spot reduce train. So training for a race like this is not necessarily a weight loss plan because you're going to have to be sure that you're fueling yourself. But you, and, and you also can't like go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to lose a ton of weight in my belly. You can't spot reduce train. But a lot of people that do run consistently, they do lose weight. I just don't want you to go into it thinking this is going to be a weight loss plan. It, I'll talk about nutrition in a minute, but just make sure that you are not going into it with that mindset, but instead you're going into it with the mindset that you just want to have that accomplishment of crossing the finish line. Alternate your training days. And at the end of this um, episode, I will give you a sample training plan regimen. All right. So stay tuned for that. 
Tip number four is proper nutrition. So fueling your body with the right nutrients is essential for successful running. So incorporate a balanced diet, of course, consisting of, you know, the typical carbohydrates, protein, and healthy fats. And be sure to also stay hydrated before, during, and after your runs. And make sure that you're not just drinking water. You got to have some electrolytes in there. I personally love my hydration drink. I can actually link it in the show notes. Um, It is clean. There is nothing bad in that. In fact, at one point, it was the official hydration drink of the Ironman triathlon. So it is top notch. All right. So make sure you're properly um, fueling your body with the right foods. So remember that for women, typically one gram of protein for every pound of body fat and the 40-30-30 is a good ratio of protein, carbs, and those healthy fats. So um, 40% proteins, 30% carbohydrates, and 30% fat. Oh, but wait, Melissa, you said 40% protein, 30-30 fat, and carbohydrates. Yep, that's what I said. (laughs) That's what I, that's what I do. Um, Again, talk to a nutritionist, talk to a doctor. You have to find out what works best for your body. But for me to be able to get the right Grant the right amount of grams of protein, it needs to be at 40%. So, um, and I think protein is very much overlooked. And um, I think, you know, obviously, too, you need to be eating carbohydrates, healthy carbs. I'm not saying like cake and crumpets and, um, you know, donuts. That's not the kind of carbohydrate, obviously, that I'm talking about. Um, It's the healthy carbohydrates, and you need them. You need them to fuel your body. Carbohydrates are like gas for your car. Carbohydrates are that to your body. So do not omit <laughs> food groups, especially when you're training for a half or a full or if, or if you're just training for life. You know what I mean? Like you need carbohydrates. All right. Enough about that. Tip number five, rest and recovery. So rest and recovery are just as important. Hear me, hear my words just as important as the actual training itself. You need to listen to your body and allow yourself time to recover in between runs. So this can include stretching, foam rolling, which is also self myo, it's called self myofascial release. And so when you're foam rolling, yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit because you might have some knots in there, but it's good to get those knots out and to do that self myofascial release and getting adequate sleep, of course. So Guys, training for a full or a half marathon takes time and it requires consistent effort. Consistency is the secret sauce in anything, in training for a race, in going for that bonus at work, consistent work ethic, right? Consistently showing up. The same is true in your health journey. Consistently show up for yourself. Consistently show up at the fridge and choose what is healthiest for your body. Consistently push play on that workout. Just do it as Nike likes to say. So by gradually building your stamina and following a training schedule, incorporating strength training and eating a balanced diet, and also allowing for that adequate rest and recovery, you will be well on your way to achieving those running goals. All right. So I want to hear what race you're going to sign up for. This is another tip. 
A bonus tip is to go and find one locally. Get some friends together or just go do it yourself. Do it with your spouse. Maybe have a, one of your kids do it with you if they're old enough. And choose one that is a few months out and sign up for it. Put some skin in the game and pay for your registration for that race because then you'll be like, oh, I paid for it. I need to start training for it if you're anything like me. That is what I do. I find a race. I'm like, all right, I've got this goal. In fact, I need to go sign up for one because I don't have one on the docket for this year. I'm done running fulls. I've, I've ran 10. I've done the Marine Corps Marathon down in DC. I've done that one two times. I've done the Bay State Marathon. That was the one that I qualified for Boston. That one's in Massachusetts. Um, that's a loop. So you do the same loop twice which was nice, actually. I didn't think I would like that, but I did like it. Um, I've done the virtual Boston because of the whole thing that went on. They had to do it virtually, so I did that. But I've done three other Bostons. I've done 10 total. Oh, I've done Walt Disney World. That one's a really fun one. But for me, Boston, Boston takes the cake. And so I would encourage you, if you're thinking of doing Boston, it was my first and it was my last. So it was my first marathon and my 10th marathon. Um, both times I ran with charity for those two. And then there was the one that I did qualify for. So I got a number because I qualified. But if you don't have a qualifying time, you can go right to their website and see what the qualifying times are. You can do it with a charity. You have to raise a lot of money, but it's totally worth it. And obviously it's for, for a great cause, whatever cause you choose. Um, and I would just choose one that you feel like is going to be fun and don't, if you choose the Disney marathon as your first, that's awesome. But I would save some time after the race to go walk around the parks. You don't want to do the marathon. You don't want to do all the parks first and then do the marathon. You'll be so tired and and you won't have any fuel in your, left in your tank after walking around the parks for three days. So make sure that you schedule it so that the marathon is done first. And also, I promised you a sample training plan. So this is just a sample. Say you're, you're, you just want to start with running a 5K. Fabulous. All right, so day one, so Monday, because everybody likes to start on Monday, you can do an upper body workout that consists of shoulders, chest, and triceps, shoulders, chest, and triceps. And then you can add in, I don't know if you have a bike, you could do a 15 minute bike. This is actually my workout today, a 15 minute bike, and then shoulders, chest, and triceps. Those are all push exercises. All right. So you can do that. Or you can go for a 15 minute run instead of that bike ride, but do a 15 minutes of cardio. And then those Work those three muscles, muscle groups, I should say, for your strength training. And this, again, if you're like, where do I even start? How do I know how to, what exercises? Listen, you can go to Pinterest and find stuff. But if you want to really take this seriously, I'm telling you, our workouts with body, formerly known as Beachbody, are incredible. And they're put together by certified personal trainers and it takes all the guesswork out. So if you're like, I just need something that tells me what to do. All right. We actually, we actually have a running program. It gets you ready to do a 5k. So we have that as well. 
So that's day one. Day two, you can go do a jog. Go for a 20-minute jog, a 30-minute jog, whatever you can handle. Run for one minute, walk for 30 seconds. Run for one minute, walk for 30 seconds. That's just a sample. Okay, Wednesday, your leg day. So you're going to work your legs for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and then you're going to go do 15 minutes of cycling, or you could do use this 15 minutes to do stretching um, so that you're not doing too much. All right, so 15 minutes of stretching and then your legs. Do a leg workout. Thursday, or you can take Wednesday off altogether and shift it. So sometimes I'll do that. I'll take Wednesdays and Sundays off. So then Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays are my five workout days. But you do what works best for your schedule. So that's Wednesday. Thursday will be be your push exercises, which are, sorry, your pull exercises, which are your, your back and your biceps. So you do back and biceps, and then your 15 minutes of cardiovascular exercise. And then Friday is another day of just cardiovascular. So 30 minutes of going out, jog for 30 seconds, walk for 30 seconds, jog for 30 seconds, walk for 30 seconds, and just do that for 30 minutes. All right. And then Saturday is you can stretch, you can go for a walk, just walk. And when you're walking, you can do some lunges just to like stretch out your body a little bit. And then Sunday is your rest day. So that's just a sample. So go back, rewind and listen to that. Um, Or you can just take all the guesswork out and contact me and you can head on over (laughs) to my website, melissahadley.com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-H-A-D-L-E-Y.com. And you can grab my top grocery staples over there. You can see some sample workouts. You can email me um, so that you can get our Beachbody On Demand, also known as Body Workouts, um, and have those at your disposal so that you can start to take this seriously and cross that finish line. So my email is gettingitbackthenumber4good at gmail.com. And hey, don't forget to leave that review and have your chance to win a coffee e-gift card. And like I said, be sure to head on over to the website because I have a lot of free stuff over there for you, melissahadley.com. So until next week, my friend, connect with others with a simple smile, a hug, or a high five. And remember to be well, be kind, and find the happy in the everyday.